and welcome to the Mamas for America podcast. I'm Debbie Kerletis, your host. And as always, I am so glad that you are here, moms. Right? Every week, we gather together to inspire, encourage, and educate each other in our journey through motherhood. We believe that liberty begins at home and that you, mama, you are raising the next generation of patriots. So on the top of the show here, I just want to invite you, as always, to join the Mom Memo. Um, maybe we have some new moms out there tuning in, but uh, go to the uh, website, which is momsforamerica.us. Sign up for a Mom Memo, which is our weekly newsletter. Uh, again, all of our information, plus our new website is incredible. Lots of resources and information. Um, today, uh, as always, our goal is to provide insight and resources that inspire moms in raising strong children. That's the greatest thing we can do, right, moms? Raise strong, faith-filled, independent thinkers, children for the next generation. So this week, we are discussing God and cancel culture. That's right, God and cancel culture. You can tell this is going to be a challenging, a very insightful interview today. So mamas, you better buckle up and get ready. This is going to be incredible. So today's guest is Stephen Strang. He is the author of the book, God and Cancel Culture, Stand Strong Before It's Too Late, which was just released in September. Stephen is a best-selling author, the founder uh, and CEO of Charisma Media. I know many of you moms have than uh, know of Charisma. Uh, Stephen was voted by Time Magazine as one of the 25 most influential evangelicals in America. Wow, that's pretty impressive. <laughs> so we are so excited to have him as a guest today, taking time out of his schedule to chat with us about God and the cancel culture. Welcome to the podcast, Stephen. Well, thank you, Debbie. It's great to be with you. Oh, we, we love having guests like you because moms are so, I mean, every, we say this to, to all of our moms and all of our guests, right? Everything is a mom issue. Everything is a mom issue. Um, so this is going to be really interesting for our mamas today. Can you tell us and introduce us real quick about your family? Do you have children? Are you a grandpa? What's going on in your household? Well, I do have a family. I have a wonderful wife named Joy. We've been married 49 years. I know you're saying to yourself, he doesn't look 49. that old. But <laughs> you're I doing am. good. <laughs> That's awesome. And, and uh, we have two great sons. They're both grown, of course. I have one grandson. His name is Cohen. Aww. And he turns 12 years old this week. So, and he's a great kid. He's in uh, Christian school. My nice. sons are Cameron. Uh, who is the founder of Relevant Magazine and Relevant Media. Some people may know him. And my younger son, Chandler, is a musician and a businessman. So wow. I'm proud of them. My own mother is 93 years old. Uh, she's in, a, she's in a skilled nursing, which is a rest home. Um, I, have, I told her she took care of me for 18 years. I've now taken care of her for 24 years. Mm -hmm. uh, she became a widow at age 68. And of course, she was, you know, very independent at that point. And one of the things the moms can think of, in fact, I, uh, sometimes in a social setting, when I see a nice little family with some little kids, I'll, and, and it seems appropriate to joke this way, I'll say, hey, be nice to those kids. They're going to be taking care of you someday. <laughs> 
and and the parents look at me like what do you mean and you know when i was uh, 11 or 12 years old in fact i took my grandson with me to see his great grandmother once uh, she's on a feeding tube she's basically Aww. bedridden i go to see her twice a week i have to take care of all of her paperwork i am her power of attorney i'm her yes. surrogate all of those kinds of things and you just when i was his age i could have never envisioned myself taking care of my yeah. mother i have a great mother she's a, a quiet christian lady um uh-huh. you know they ask me on the health things as you you know sometimes you know has your mother got diabetes no so on so on and so forth has she ever smoked or drank i said i'm almost certain she never <laughs> had a sip and she never had a puff i mean she was <laughs> that kind of christian i remember uh, her praying teaching us bible stories a teaching great example. us scripture and she's got dementia, but you know, she will quote Psalms 91 with us, the 23rd Psalm. She put God's word in her heart. And even now that her mind is kind of leaving her, um, she still remembers that. And it's a oh. comfort to us. Great example, right? Nothing like your mom. Oh, God bless her. God bless you too, taking care of her and, and just being a good son. And so nice to hear about your family. Um, sounds like you're a proud dad and proud grandpa. Um, Let's talk a little bit about uh, this book. Um, America's freedoms obviously are undeniably being attacked, right? Many of the conservatives, including Christians, I always say even more of the Christians are being censored, literally canceled like never before. We all see this, we all know this. Um, You decided to write a book about this culture. um, And I would say that this book is really sounding an alarm and you are challenging to wake people up. Is that what you would say? Is the heart of your book? I know you end and you share a lot of stories, but it sounds like you're sounding an alarm, like wake up and rise up. I am. You're very perceptive. Uh, of course, I'm not the only one to do it. No. This is my way to try to wake people up. I see a lot of Christian people are asleep at the wheel. Yeah. They don't really realize what's going on. And um, it's getting really serious. It seems like it's happening at warp speed, but let's be realistic this has been going on a long time in fact i think it really started in the 20s um it's really a result of prohibition because Mm. prohibition was very unpopular the general culture blamed these these uh religious people that didn't drink didn't smoke you know didn't dance and were kind of legalistic and didn't want the rest of the country to have fun that's how they looked at it and they blamed the christians who were called fundamentalists at the time and then if we had time we could walk down uh, memory lane as far as history is concerned uh but a lot of people started rejecting basic biblical principles mm-hmm. it came to fruition in the 60s with the uh, God is dead, uh, anti-Vietnam, all the racial uh, unrest of that era, et cetera. Mm -hmm. And in 1962, when I was in elementary school, uh, uh, God was basically uh, canceled from the public schools. Right. Uh, First prayer, and then the next year, Bible reading. Uh, when I was in elementary school, we used to stand by our desks and repeat the Lord's Prayer before we went to lunch. Wow. And, and Bible, Bible stories, like when it would rain and we couldn't go out to recess, you know, sometimes they'd read a book and sometimes they were Bible stories, believe it or not. This was public school. This was public school. This wasn't a private school. 
That's exactly right. I went to public, I went to uh, public school all 12 years and then went to secular university. I went to the university of Florida mm -hmm. and, um, I came from a Christian home. My father was a minister. My grandfather was a minister. So I never knew anything else. Right. And, uh, you know, the sixties were pretty bad. And I actually write about this in God and cancel culture. We tend to forget that. Mm -hmm. And then there was like a revival happened. Uh, it was called the Jesus movement. The Jesus it, it, movement. Yeah. It influenced me because I had, uh, I was questioning a lot of the stuff I grew up with. Uh, also, the charismatic movement in the Roman Catholic Church. Now, there right. are some Protestants My parents were involved who, in that. Yeah. Bar barely believe that uh, Catholics are saved. I believe um, that there are many, many Catholics uh, who, who are just traditional Catholics. But there's a lot of Protestants who are like that too. But there are a lot of sure. people who love Jesus and and the Holy Spirit renewed the gifts in the Catholic Church, and millions of people were affected. It yeah. seemed like the country moved a little bit to the right mm -hmm. with Reagan and so forth. Mm -hmm. But you know, uh, in media, it was getting worse and worse and worse. Right. Even when we look back at the 1950s and 60s, which was a more innocent view of um, of uh, American life. Right. Um, you know, Lucy and. Um, uh, and Ricky, Ricky, uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, slept slept in twin beds. Okay, Mary Tyler, the Dick Van Dyke Show, too, right? Yeah. But you know what? If you think about it, with very few exceptions, um, you did not have a mom and dad. Now, those two uh, shows did have a mom and dad, but my three sons was a widower with three sons. Mm -hmm. uh, Andy Griffith, uh, we don't real, we're not real sure where his wife was, but Aunt That's B right. was the female in the home. We could go right. It, it was like the beginning of uh, a big change. And also the plots and sitcoms was never about what, where is God in all this or what? Now, usually, you know, it had a little feel good ending. You know, somebody was nice to somebody. I mean, that seems wonderful compared to what they do now. But all of this was happening. And then, of course, came the Internet uh, where pornography and so forth is a click away uh, yeah. We almost never talk about the church gambling. Uh, no Christians used to gamble. In fact, uh, gambling would be voted down except in places like Las Vegas. Now, nearly every state has gambling. I mean, you right. can just go down the I mean, you can the see list. the shift. Absolutely. And, and Christians are like, well, you know, I take my kids to church and they're in private school and my friends are all Christians. And listen, I live in that kind of Christian bubble. I really do. Mm -hmm. Um and in fact, uh, I, I belong to a golf club and I was talking to one of the members and I used an example from uh, Joseph in the Bible. I, I don't even remember what it was, but, and I could tell he didn't know what I meant. And I said, do you not know Joseph in the Bible? And he said, no. Oh boy. And I said, do you know anything about the Bible? He said, well, I know it has a black cover and, uh, you know, he has absolutely, and he's, you know, he's not a whole lot younger than I am. Uh, he had absolutely no appreciation uh, for the church or the Bible or anything, whereas I grew up in all that. Right. Uh, I was probably in school before I even knew anybody who didn't go to church. All my cousins went to church and so on and so forth. I mean, my experience was mm -hmm. true of a lot of people, but, you know, uh, it's just shifting. And right. you know what? This is good versus evil. And there's well, always been people who have blasphemed, 
right. who not believe the Bible, who are critical of Christians. I mean, just watch the Westerns. Uh, you know, they uh, lots of whiskey drinking, a lot right. of shoot 'em ups in in the uh, you know Main Street. Right. Uh, you know, there, there were the dance hall girls that came down from upstairs. Guess what they were doing? Uh, and there were always some funny little religious people that were in, in those. Thrown in, right. Yeah, but I mean, the Wild West was a very mm -hmm. ungodly era. We have sure. always had that. But there was an underpinning of things based on Judeo-Christian values. But in the universities, even when I went to the University of Florida, there was the beginning. In fact, I think that God... Uh, led me to go there because it toughened me up as a Christian in a lot of ways. It was foreshadowing. Most of what we see now was mm -hmm. on the university campus back then. It just was not overwhelming. And it's time that we stand up and push back. We have not totally lost our freedom. Well, can, um, can I, but can I, can I, can I just, I want to read this quote because I think this quote is summing up your book and what we have to, to take away from it. It's a very powerful quote you did. It said, we need to understand that what we're dealing with today is far more sinister than liberal versus conservative. We're seeing the emergence of a uniquely American form of communism. Now you actually go on to say that it is, and this is, this is where I'm going. It is murderous to, to biblical values, murderous Absolutely. to biblical values. Is that the ultimate goal of this cancel culture is to cancel Christianity that's, and biblical principles? That, absolutely. That's my fear. I try to make okay. that point in the book. That's There's it. a lot of Americans who would be clueless right. on what we even talked about, but it's a move towards socialism, toward right. communism. Um, you know, I have a chapter called, it's not about cancel culture, it's about communism. Mm -hmm. uh, China is a, is behind a lot of the things with voter fraud and some mm -hmm. of the other things that we're doing. Uh, they're the people who do not value Christian values uh, are trying to get into power and in many places have got into power. Look at the lefty, I call them lefty, uh, governors that were more than happy to jump on Christians right. uh, in, in terms of, um, you know, Christians were super spreaders of COVID-19 if church right. was open, but liquor stores and marijuana dispensaries mm -hmm. weren't, uh, right. the big box stores weren't. Right. Small I mean, it's businesses, insane. No. Exactly. exactly. And you know what? Here in America, we have some rights. I'm going to sh share with you an e uh, a text message I got this morning okay. from a pastor in Australia who I have done interviewed before on my podcast. In Australia, by the in way. In Australia. His it, name it, is Steve. Is falling Pocalati. apart over there. Yeah. And he said, he said, as of last Friday, I can be fined 21,000 Australian dollars for showing up at my own church. And the church can be fined $110,000 for employing anyone who doesn't have the vaccine. It's a dictatorship in Victoria, Australia. And so I, I mean, Lord that happened us. this morning. And I'm going to do a podcast with him. It's a little tricky doing a podcast with the different time zones. But the day after tomorrow, because this is so serious, and um, Canada, Australia, Incredible. and New Zealand have it much more serious than we do, but we have to push 
back. Otherwise, the other side will take over. And what happens is I have a lot of examples in God and cancer culture. Mike Lindell, who did the forward, for example. Right. Mike Lindell's a friend of ours in many ways. We love Mike. Oh, yeah. he, I do too. You know, big box stores cancel selling my pillow. Of course. Uh, because of Mike Lindell's political views, which is number one, supporting Donald Trump, and number two, calling for election integrity. Correct. Both of those are pretty wonderful things, in my opinion. And right. if we don't have election integrity, it, we're done. The, it'll be right. whoever can steal the election. I mean, and, we've seen uh, this with, with Mike Lindell, right? We've seen it with Amazon. We've seen it with YouTube, Chick-fil-A, And so what happens Hobby is Lobby. people say, boy, if these people can be canceled, I better be quiet. Uh, they mm -hmm. might cancel me. And, oh, they canceled Dr. Seuss. Yeah, I write about that in the book. I know, and I say, if Dr. I'm saying. Dr. Seuss is not safe. He's not and safe. It was over minor. It was it was mm. some of his little cartoon figures seem a little bit uh, stereotypical, uh, and and as people who are super 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 sensitive, in my view. But, you know, he's an American icon. And so what happens is all these Christian people, or not only Christians, but conservatives who are maybe raised right. in the church and they're really not living it, or at least they uh, value Judeo-Christian values, uh, right. we censor ourselves, which is the most serious censorship of all because the other side doesn't have to censor us. And they're, they're coming at, listen, my own company has been censored. Uh, Facebook would not take an ad for Charisma magazine that had a picture of my book as a giveaway. Now, we did get around it, but their algorithm kicked it out. They because have no of God problem. or cancel culture? What were they? Well, it's not cancel culture. They have no, in fact, they have no prohibition against either one. They, it isn't like you say God and you're canceled or cancel culture, but their algorithm was set to kick it out and mm -hmm. we had to jump through a bunch of hoops. I want to be Unreal. clear, but I mean, uh, my book, uh, God, Trump in the 2020 election, which was my impassioned plea to reelect Donald Trump saying that the election could be stolen and all kinds of really bad things would happen mm -hmm. in America if he lost. Hey, guess what? It happened. Here we are. Amazon yeah. sold tens of thousands of copies, but in the four months, July, August, September, October, leading to the election, they bought zero copies. They took off the buy button and they said it wasn't available. Now, after the election, they bought a bunch of copies. You can still buy it. So they didn't cancel it, but they slow walked it. Mm -hmm. They've got and their ways, This has right? happened to a lot of people in a lot of places. Sure and I write about this in the book. You can't really put your finger on it. It's not bad enough to get everybody all upset over your problem. Mm -hmm. But as hands, um, ministries are having their credit cards uh, processing canceled because the company doesn't like their traditional values, which basically is just believing the word of God. And uh, who would have thought it would come to that? And I believe thought, right? that moms uh, who love Jesus, yes. who are concerned about America, yes. um, are a secret weapon. They sure uh, are. That stand up at this time. And I'm glad to talk about it if you want to. I do. I want to ask you because, I mean, I think as moms, we are, we're busy on multiple levels. Some are working, some are teaching. We have a lot on our plate, but, but really the moms know when something is wrong. The moms have 
uh, I think God speaks to them in a personal way um, about their kids, about their families, about their future. What can moms do to save their country at this point and protect their kids, their nest? I mean, we're a lot of us are, are fearful. We're concerned. Um, we don't know what to do. Um, a lot of our moms are going to the school boards. A lot of our moms are running for office. A lot of our moms take their, took their kids out of the government school and are homeschooling them. So a lot of our moms are very active. But a lot of other moms are either um, almost can be crippled with anxiety. I was with a mom the other day and she's like, I am so afraid of what is coming. What would you say to them, Stephen? Well, let's talk through this. First of all, down here in Florida, we have black bears. I know you didn't know that, but we do. Uh, we have a lot of swamps and they live in the swamps. And there's something about a mama bear Mm -hmm. She looks out after her cubs. In fact, the black, the Florida black bears are not real dangerous like the grizzlies are, and they're not nearly as big. Um, and they tell us, they say, be bear aware down here in Florida. But we know that you do not want to get between the mama bear and her cubs. And her cubs. Period. That's right. So there's something innate that God mm -hmm. puts in the heart of mothers to defend so their true. kids. And so, so just think of yourself as a mama bear. They don't cause a whole lot of trouble unless her kids are being attacked. Right. And I'll tell you that in the 60s and 70s, when I was coming up, a lot of the stuff, as I already explained, was in the offing. Some of the, but we never thought, who would have thought we'd get to gender uh, fluidity? I right. mean, we didn't even have the capability to think of such a thing. Right. You know, there's been homosexuality going back to the book of, of Genesis, um, it, it, you know, for most of the history, it was always in the closet. They even use that term. Now, right. the homosexuals are out of the closet and those who believe the word of God are in the closet. Think about it. Right. You kind of hide switched. it. Exactly. Now, let's talk about something else. Uh, our country is very racially divided and racism is the great sin of America, uh, going all the way back, of course, to slavery. It's a blight, but if there, uh, you know, there are people who have radical positions having to do with critical race theory and so forth. For a white person to speak up against it, they're pretty easily put down. The ones who can speak to it are God-fearing, conservative black people who can articulate True. it and people actually listen to them. Do you understand the difference? Yeah. Now, let's move into the broader culture with not only cancel culture. I'm, I use cancel culture as kind of a uh, an overarching term to, re, you know, canceling uh, things about health with COVID-19. If you don't right. Medical say freedom, the right yeah. thing about right. the vaccines or whatever, you can be canceled. Seriously, if you say anything about voter fraud, you can be canceled. Right. We can, we can go right down the line. Right. I could have called the book god and wokeism um or something like that but i decided cancel culture it's much more serious than that it's just mm -hmm. that if you stand up you'll be canceled now the subtitle is stand strong before it's too late right moms can go into school boards yes and complain in yes. virginia we just saw it in loudon county mm -hmm. yeah those are some of our moms pretending yes. to be a girl was in a girl's bathroom and raped a girl. Yes. The school Unreal. board tried to cover, cover it up. up. They Unreal. lied about it. 
it actually happened in two different occasions. Uh, thankfully, uh, Ben Shapiro and Daily Wire exposed it. But you know what? It was parents going to the school yes, board. Yes, it was. But yes, you know what? Was. The father went. He was very emotional. He was of the little girl that was uh, raped. He was very emotional. They arrested him for I disorderly know. conduct. But you know, and I think it's maybe that's all settled down now. I haven't read about it in a day or two. But my point is, moms can go and show this is being taught. You know, read this. This is being mm -hmm. taught uh, in our schools, right. and it's it's critical race theory. It's transgenderism. I mean, mm -hmm. in my opinion, it is child abuse to confuse a kindergartner or one uh, first grader or even up to a 13 or 15 year old are they a boy or are they a girl and you know our of course you and i and other christians don't approve of that but if somebody is an adult they can make their own decision they make their decision to serve christ or not serve christ and there's you know, sin is sin, and there's lots of sins that will right. separate you from God. Right. It's not like some are worse than others, but Correct. it's child abuse it to is. put that on a, a, a young child. Who, and, you know, in my book, I write about a secular liberal writer who was concerned about young teenage girls. There's like an epidemic of girls thinking they want to be boys. Over the years, it's always been I mean, it, it's fairly small numbers, but it's always been boys being confused about themselves. Girls didn't, but we also know that teenage girls, not all, but a very small percentage will be, do they call it bulimia? Um, yeah, mm, you know, either right. where they eat too much or they want to vomit right. and be real thin. Right. You know, it's something that most girls will work through, but but one girl will get it and it affects other girls and it becomes like groupthink. And this lady was saying that, the transgenderism is this um, this year's version of that, that these girls need to be counseled. I think she wrote it, uh, you know, from kind of an academic point of view. She was canceled. Her book was sure. canceled. And, right. as she, and she identifies as, as a liberal. Right. But just the fact that she asked the question put her in no. harm's way you as can't far ask as any the wider culture. Right. You can't ask any questions. Uh, what what can we do, though, Stephen? I, I want you to talk to the moms just here. I, I know we're going to the school, but I kind of want to talk a little bit about how you end your book, that there is hope, that we have to be believing and praying for the Great Awakening, that we have to be a part of the solution, that when mamas get on their knees and pray for their families and pray for their country, God listens. And we don't know what he's doing, how he's doing it, and what timeline, but we have to feel hope in our heart. Because we all have to get up the next day, right? We know that God is in control. We know that he has a plan. Because of his word. Yes. And the word of God says, all things work together for good. Good. To those who love the Lord, who are called according to his purpose. And in Nero's Rome, in Hitler's Germany, um, in the middle of the Civil War, uh, Christians had to believe God's word, that all things work together for good. Not easy uh, to, to understand. But we that have to believe it, and prayer does change things. It's just it hard to prove. I mean, how do you prove that a mom on <laughs> October 18th prayed and then something happened? But you know what? There's proof that Dunkirk, which was kind of the turning point in World War II for Britain, 
in fact, Winston Churchill called the whole nation to prayer. And there was that great flotilla, remember, that went over to France mm. and brought like 150,000 British soldiers back. They would have all been killed by the Germans. Right. And uh, Britain would have not been able to have, uh, you know, continued to fight. It was an answer to prayer. Now, do secular historians um, say that? Not necessarily. And Christian historians are often not, pay nobody pays much attention to them. But watch that great movie on <laughs> Churchill. Uh, oh, and you yes. can see it with your own eyes. But even the movie makers play down the part on prayer because the secular mind does not understand things of the spirit. But your moms who listen to this podcast, who watch yes. your videos, can pray and we yes. can push back even on the, all this nonsense about masks. You know, it's like a mask will keep you from getting COVID. No, it won't. You don't get COVID by not being around somebody with COVID. The people who are sick need to self-quarantine. This is the only pandemic in history where the healthy were quarantined. Right. And there are doctors who say, a Dr. Stella Manuel, whose book um, I published, uh, who has really been canceled, and she's part right. of the book, God and Cancer I saw Culture. her in your book, yes. Um, she says that that in terms of keeping out these little tiny virus germs is the equivalent of keeping out mosquitoes with a chain link fence. Now, not being a scientist, I can't say that's true, but it seems to make sense. And yes, if you're around somebody who's coughing and sneezing with COVID, maybe it helps a little bit, mm -hmm. but you know, it's like you wear the mask and you don't get the vaccine. You can push back on the vaccine. You know, there are people dying because of the vaccine. And and like it's like uh, there are certain people who don't seem to care. I've been to two weddings where a bunch of the people got COVID. I actually had the virus last December. I had a very mild case. Now I have the antibodies. I didn't get sick. But the people who got sick had been vaccinated. Listen, as a kid, I, I took the polio vaccine to mm -hmm. not get polio. Isn't right. taking a vaccine the idea of not getting the vaccine. Not doing three boosters to maybe. That's right. And there's all kinds of people who are much smarter than I am and know the medicine who right. think that that, vac that we're over-vaccinated in too many ways and that it causes autism and all kinds of things. But now the they're thing saying- is, The reason is we just don't know. We, we don't know. We don't know. But there's a lot of nonsense and, and mothers can- push back if their little children have to wear a mask. Listen, breathing carbon monoxide, uh, carbon dioxide, did I get it right? <laughs> carbon monoxide is when you right, breathing uh, have the car day. going in the garage and, and yeah. <laughs> some people kill themselves that way. But carbon dioxide which, that you breathe out, it's not healthy to keep breathing it back in. You need a little bit right. of fresh air. Exactly. And um, I hate wearing the mask on airplanes. It's the only time that I personally have to wear a mask but we can push back. I don't think it's healthy for little kids who, uh, you know, the death rate among children, well, first of all, the infection rate among children is very, very, very small. And the death rate is even smaller. Correct. We've got to keep these things in perspective. Moms can keep up with what's going on. Dr. Mercola, Dr. Stella Emanuel, there's lots of places people can get more information. Don't take my word, do your own research. And speak up, even if it's to a neighbor, speak up. to yes. a work, uh, in the workplace, at the schools. It doesn't have to just be in a 
in a, a difficult school board setting, right. but if it's necessary, mom, they'll listen to moms. Right. Everybody, everybody loves their mom right. and, uh, and they respect moms. Want moms want the best, right? Moms want the best for their kids. They want to, absolutely. They want a, a good education. They want a safe community. They want to be able to parent them. They, they want to send them to school for the academics, not for any kind of ideology. But I just want to make sure that everyone does know where to get your book. Look at, I've got it here like you do. See how nice we match? Well, where thank can you we, very much. Where can we get your book? Because well, I think moms will love this book. It's very insightful. There's great stories. It's very challenging. Um, and it's very empowering because well, moms you. are the ones that are going to help change this country. We say to everybody, um, Moms from America, we love the men. We love the dads. We, we, we believe that men are a gift. But the mamas have a special gift. They see things differently, and they are going to change America for good. Tell Absolutely. us about your book again. Where do we get it at? Well, I bought one at Barnes & Noble on Saturday. It was kind of fun <laughs> buying my own book and, of course, on Amazon. But my, I have a website called yeah. stevestrangbooks.com. It's my name, Steve Strang Books with an S, all as if it's one word. And if you buy there, you get a signed copy. A lot of people like to have a copy signed by the author. And nice. um, it, but really anywhere you can get the book. It's also available in audio. I'm listening to it. My, I'm listening to myself read my own book. It's <laughs> the engineers did a great job. It's not that easy reading, but they made me sound great. And of course, is you can it, get it on it, Kindle. Is it well. weird for you? Is it weird? Yeah, it is. <laughs> I'm actually a publisher. You know, I, as you said, I published Charisma Magazine. I published over 2,000 books. Uh, the Harbinger by Rabbi Khan is our biggest book ever, over wow. 2 million copies. But I just felt that something needed to be said. And Thank so you. this is my way to try to uh, warn people. And I believe that God is doing something. If, yes. you know, we could talk about this a long time, but separating the wheat from the chaff. Uh, the ones that are really, I'm very, very concerned how many uh, Christian evangelicals are going woke. Right. Uh, but that's a discussion for another day. That is another day because it is happening in the church. It is happening in your community. I mean, the cancel culture the attack is everywhere. This is why as moms, we need to be educated and empowered, prayed up and knowing what's happening because it's affecting us at all levels. All right, Stephen, thank you. God bless well, you guys you. and all of your efforts over there. I mean, you guys are warriors. I, I so appreciate you stopping by talking to our moms. I'm so glad. And thank you for what you do. It is so important. And don't let anyone tell you otherwise. Uh, That's right. God has raised you up for such a time as this, just like Esther. Amen. Well, moms, you heard a, a great podcast here today. I hope that you can go ahead and share this with your friends, because I know that out there have a lot of friends that need to hear this, need to be woken up, need to rise up, need to get educated, need to get this book. A couple of things before we leave, remember to check out the Cottage Meetings. The Cottage Meetings is a very important series that we do uh, for the moms. It's all at momsforamerica.us. You definitely want to be a part of getting involved in the Cottage Meetings, because that is where the moms learn history, faith, freedom, how, um, how to raise strong children. So make sure you sign up for our cottage meetings. Visit our website. That's the place. Um, it's really a great resource for moms who love America. So moms, be encouraged. 
because we are standing up for faith, family, freedom, and the Constitution every day. We moms are making a difference all across our country, our communities, and in our homes. So I'm glad you joined us. Thanks again, Stephen. Make sure you get his book. And remember, we are changing the world one home at a time. Thanks, moms. Thanks, moms.